Have you ever played a game and maybe you cheated just a little bit and then you ended up winning the game? It could be a sport or a board game, any kind of game. Um, your win is a little bit cheap because you always know that you didn't really play fair. So the win isn't as exciting anymore and it always feels a little bad. You maybe wish that you could go back and play it again by the right rules and do it right this time. Well, something kind of like that has happened with Jacob. He got his father's blessing because he lied to him and he claimed that he was Esau. I wonder how Jacob felt about that blessing afterwards. Maybe he always felt a little bit bad about it because he knew that it was supposed to go to Esau and the only reason he got it was because he lied. Um, Well, in our story today, Jacob gets a second chance to get a blessing. Not a blessing intended for his brother, but a blessing for himself. He's going to give his true name. He's not going to lie this time. And the Lord will bless him. It's like a second chance, a do-over for Jacob in our story today. See if you can pick up on that as we read. I'm so glad that you joined me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Before we start, I want to just make an important announcement. This is our 100th episode. Can you believe it? 100 episodes. At the end of this podcast, I want to talk about um, what we're going to do going forward. After the 100th episode, I'm going to make a couple small changes. So you'll want to stay tuned till the very end. All right, here we go. We've been reading for some time about the life of Jacob in the book of Genesis. Um, Jacob takes up quite a few chapters in the book of Genesis, which gives us a clue that he is a fairly important character. And he is. He is a very important character in the Bible, as we will see later. To understand our reading today, it's important to remember some important events in the life of Jacob. So let's do that. Starting with his birth and his name. So Jacob was a twin. He had a twin brother named Esau. And Jacob's name literally means he grabs by the heel or grabber. Uh, Later on, his name became known to mean uh, deceiver. And we can understand why that meaning fits with his name. Because when we look at his life, he often grabbed at things or or deceived people into giving him things. For example, his older brother Esau had the birthright. And when he came in from hunting and he was super hungry, Jacob grabbed at the birthright by telling Esau, you give me your birthright and I'll give you this bowl of lentil stew. He manipulated or deceived or grabbed his brother Esau's birthright. Later on, Isaac, his father, couldn't see. He was very elderly, very old, and he was ready to bless his oldest son. Well, since he couldn't see, Jacob easily deceived him into giving the blessing. Do you remember? He put on um, furs on his arms so that he would feel hairy like his brother Esau, and he went into his father while Esau was out hunting, and he said, my father... And Isaac said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. Um, And then he proceeded to steal the blessing from Esau. By lying, 
to his father. He, in a way, grabbed at that blessing. Well, from there, Esau was pretty angry and wanted to kill Jacob. So Jacob left and he went to go and live with his uncle Laban. He worked for his uncle Laban for 20 years. Part of the reason is because he was looking for a wife among his family, his extended family. And part of the reason was because he needed to escape from Esau. He ended up working for Laban for 20 years. And as a result of that, he acquired uh, Leah and Rachel as wives. And he also was paid in a lot of sheep and goats and camels and donkeys and all kinds of things like that. So now Jacob is returning to the land of Isaac and Abraham. He's returning to the land of Canaan. And he is about to meet up with his brother Esau. And he doesn't know what will happen. Is Esau still out to get him? Is Esau still angry? Jacob sent a a gift ahead of him, hoping to um, appease Esau or soften Esau's anger. But Jacob doesn't really know what will happen. And here he is one night, one more night before he's going to meet up with Esau and he's going to camp alone. And that's where our story picks up today. One more thing before we start is that in our passage today, we're going to encounter yet again another um, Christophany or a physical manifestation of Jesus Christ before he was born to Mary and Joseph. So in the Old Testament, there's quite a few times where the Lord appears and talks with Abraham um, and with different characters in the Bible. Sometimes those are called theophanies and sometimes they're called Christophanies. And we have one of those in our story today. It's actually going to be a wrestling match, which can you think of anything more unexpected than the Lord showing up and wrestling with you? Well, that's what's going to happen with Jacob today. So let's dive in. We're in Genesis chapter 32, and we're starting at verse 22. So find that in your Bible, Genesis 32, and verse 22. Here we go. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had, and Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. The sun rose upon him as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the people of Israel do not eat the sinew of the thigh that is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip on the sinew of the thigh. (music) 
Well, in some ways, this is kind of a strange story. It seems unexpected that the Lord would show up and wrestle with Jacob, but sure enough, that's what happened. And it's an, it's a very important moment in Jacob's life. And also in the history of God's people, this is an important moment. And there, there's a lot of layers of meaning to this story. So let's see if we can unpack some of it. In this short 15-minute podcast, we won't understand everything in the story this time around, but we'll understand some parts of it. So first of all, let's talk about assurance. So up until this point, we know that God is sovereign over Jacob's life. Um, The writer of Genesis, Moses, has given us a lot of clues about that. Um, But from Jacob's point of view, he has won in part because his own smarts, his own deception. He tricked Esau twice. He lied to his father. He kind of tricked Laban and was successful in acquiring a lot of sheep and goats from him. So Jacob's own intelligence and his own physical strength seem like they've gotten him far. The Lord has promised blessing to him, but does the Lord really bless him or is he dependent on his own strength? Well, the very fact that this man shows up and wrestles with him, and we know the man is God, um, is an assurance to Jacob. The Lord is interested in what's happening in the life of Jacob. He knows exactly where Jacob is, exactly what's happening in his life, and he shows up in a significant way for him. In verse 30, Jacob ends up calling the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. Um, seeing God face to face might mean might mean that you're immediately killed because God is so holy. But the Lord here sees Jacob, meets with him face to face, and yet Jacob's life is spared. Um, and that in itself is an assurance that Jacob belongs to the Lord and the Lord is interested and cares about him. Do you remember on the way to meeting Laban, Jacob had that dream about the ladder um, going up to heaven and the Lord was at the top of the ladder. And the Lord made promises to Jacob. He, he kind of repeated the promises he had made to Abraham. And he also said, behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I promised you. So that was on the way to meeting Laban. And now, as Jacob is heading back home 20 years later, the Lord appears to him again. And it's kind of like he's um, proving to him, I'm still with you. I'm still here. Um, and And I'm showing up in a meaningful way in your life. So one layer is assuring Jacob that yes, in, I truly am here, I truly am with you, and I, and I will keep my promises to you. Another layer to this story is dependence. Up until this point, Jacob has gotten a lot of things through his own smarts and his own strength. Or so it seems to Jacob. We know that God is sovereign over what's happened in Jacob's life and has a purpose and a plan for him. Um, but Jacob has gotten things kind of all the wrong way. And here in this wrestling match, the Lord touches his hip and puts it out of joint. For the rest of Jacob's life, he'll have a hip problem. Um, he will always probably walk with a limp. And it will be a constant reminder to him that he is dependent on the Lord. The Lord could have struck him down dead here, but instead he just put his hip out of joint. Jacob will be dependent on God from this point forward. 
No, having a hip problem won't be won't be pleasant for Jacob, but it will be good for him because it will constantly remind him that he depends not on his own strength and his own smarts, but he depends on the Lord and the Lord's mercy and the Lord's blessing. So Jacob is dependent on the Lord from this point forward. Another really important layer of meaning in this story is identity. Up till this point, what has Jacob's identity been? Well, he was named Jacob, which means grabber. Um, His whole name and his identity is wrapped up in the fact that he constantly deceives other people to get what he wants or what he needs. And at this point, there's a change, a drastic change for Jacob in his identity. Do you remember when Jacob was... Um, asking his father to bless him and he was pretending to be Esau and he went into his father and Isaac said who are you and Jacob said I am Esau your son he gave him he lied to him he gave him the wrong name well here it's almost a repeat of that story because Jacob says I will not let you go unless you bless me what does he want from him from this man from the Lord he wants a blessing just like he wanted blessing from Isaac his father And the Lord said to him, what is your name? Just the same way Isaac said, who are you? The Lord says, what is your name? The last time Jacob was asked that question, he lied and said he was Esau. But here he tells the truth. He says, Jacob, and gives his true name. Um, And then what does the Lord do? He changes his name. He says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. The name Israel, that's what that means. You've striven with God and with men and have prevailed. So now Jacob has a new name, a new identity. His past life as a deceiver doesn't need to define him anymore. The Lord defines who Jacob is um, in this story. And from this point forward... Jacob and all of his descendants are known as the nation of Israel. That's where that name comes from. Well, what does this story mean for our own lives? We probably, you'll never have an actual wrestling match with the Lord, um, but we can go to him in prayer and cling to him, kind of like a wrestling match, but in a, a prayer wrestling match. And we can ask him for assurance. We can cry out to him and say, I need you. I'm dependent upon you. And just like Jacob um, finds out that he has a new identity given to him, a new name given to him, we can remember that the Lord is the one who gives us our identity. He is our maker, our creator, and he is the one who defines who we are. Um, Because of Jesus' finished work on the cross, our sins no longer need to define us. We can be defined by Christ's righteousness. And What other people say about us, what other people think of us, doesn't need to define us. The Lord defines who you are. He made you, and he knows you, he remembers you, and he sees you, and he doesn't make mistakes. Um, So when you feel like you're just not sure who you are, turn to the Lord and ask him, because he certainly knows who you are, because he is your maker, and he defines your identity He has a purpose for your life and a future for you. 
Um, And he is the one who has written that story for you. So that can be a great reassurance to us. All right, let's talk about our memory verse for this week. This is Romans 12, verses 9 and 10. It says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Well, I can't believe that we've gotten to 100 episodes. We have read together a lot of the Bible. The whole book of Matthew, half the book of Daniel, Jonah, several Psalms, and we've read um, quite a big chunk of the book of Genesis. That's a lot of the Bible that you have read and studied if you've followed along this far. And if you haven't listened to every episode, you can always go back and listen to them or jump in with us right where we are and pick up right here. I hope that as we have read that you have learned a lot more about God and about the story that he has written in his word um, and that as a result you've trusted him more and love Jesus more. Those are my goals for the show along with um, helping you to get into the Bible every day of the week. Going forward, I have the same goals, but I want to change my format just a little bit. On Monday and Wednesday, Fridays, it will feel pretty much the same as it always has. But on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to give you an assignment to read. And you can read it on your own, or I will just read it on the podcast. But I'm not going to do a lot of explaining. And those passages will hopefully relate to what we're studying the other days of the week. So it'll be a little bit of a change, but there will still be a podcast five days a week going forward. Stay tuned till next time. Hopefully we'll find out what happens uh, with Jacob and his brother Esau. Will Esau come and attack him or will they make up and be friends? We'll find out next time. See ya.